Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. Today's a special edition of Rudy Max's World because I'm coming to you from a principality in Europe that's only two square kilometers in size, but its reputation is much larger. Hey, I'm Rudy Max, your host. I'm in Monaco, who's down in Monte Carlo, suggests a multitude of associations, all correct to the minds of many Americans, yachts, casinos, millionaires and billionaires, beautiful women and polished men from all corners of the globe. Think Cary Grant and Grace Kelly in To Catch a Thief. And, of course, the blues and greens of the Mediterranean Sea. I'm broadcasting from poolside at one of Monaco's premier hotels. It's called La Metropole. This is where designer Carl Lagerfeld and the hotel recently unveiled its new all-weather pool area that Lagerfeld designed with a Ulysses theme. Uh, right here by where we're broadcasting is a 60-foot-long mural lining one side of the pool and oversized black-and-white photos of gorgeous men and women dressed as ancient Romans recreating Ulysses' journey, uh, as recounted by Homer in his epic poem, are depicted. And, in fact, the adjoining restaurant is called Odyssey, after the Roman name for Ulysses. Its supervisor, supervising chef is uh, Joel Rubichon, who also oversees two other fine dining restaurants here in La Metropole. If you've never dined in restaurants or other cities where he's got outlets, including here at the La Metropole, well, you've got something to look forward to in life. This hour next, I want to introduce you to today's Monte Carlo. I arrived here last Sunday, about 20 minutes before the 71st running of the Monte Carlo Grand Prix, and I've spent a splendid week at La Metropole, reacquainting myself with Monaco and the French Riviera. This hour, we'll meet a man who was a Formula One driver for 10 years. He raced in 164 races, and he won three Grand Prix. I'll talk with uh, Metropole's general manager or public relations woman. I don't know who my guest is going to be yet, about what it takes to run a five-star hotel in a place famous for luxury and service. I'll also talk with the director of the Monte Carlo Ballet Company. I didn't know Monaco, Monaco had revived ballet at the direction of Princess Caroline following the death of her mother, Princess Grace. And then we're going to talk yachts, really big yachts. I first visited Monaco in 1981. I remember opening my hotel curtains to see a sun-splashed harbor filled with more supersized yachts than I'd ever seen in one place. I remember remarking to my then-wife that the sleekest one, which came complete with a helipad, or heli helipad, excuse me, I said to her, this looks like a bad guy's yacht in a James Bond movie. And you know what? Two years later, in the movie Never Say Never Again, it was. Arms merchant Adnan Khashoggi loaned what was then one of the world's largest private yachts, the 281-foot Nabila, to the Bond folks for use as the floating headquarters of Bond villain Ernst Stavro Blofeld. The yacht was later sold to the Sultan of Brunei, who sold it to Donald Trump, who then sold it to Saudi Arabia's Prince Alawid bin Talal, who, as far as I know, still owns it today. One of my guests this hour works for a Monaco-based yacht company, and he's well-located. I was in Monaco for part of last September's annual yacht show, and six of the largest yachts in the water averaged an astounding 263 feet in length. We're not talking weekend boats for the local lake here. But let me take a step back and start with a bit of history. It's difficult to believe that this perfectly manicured and lush principality of Monaco was once just a rocky piece of barren, hard-scrabble real estate. Its once valuable asset, that was its port, fell into disuse in the 19th century. It took the opening of a casino in 1863, right in the middle of our Civil War, to get many people to notice the House of Grimaldi and to uh, begin arriving for gambling vacations from all over Europe. 
But the French Riviera really became fashionable 21 years later when England's Queen Victoria decided to escape England's damp winter for a stay here. At the time, only about 10,000 visitors arrived in Nice each year. But Queen Victoria kept returning, and within a few years, that visitor count increased tenfold. Now, notice I mentioned she came in the winter. Today, that's considered off-season. Nearby in Cap Ferrat, the Queen's first cousin, he was Leopold II of Belgium, whom she considered quite odd, by the way, bought up property using the mining fortune he'd earned by exploiting the natural resources of the Belgian Congo. He built a huge villa, created a botanical garden, and kings, princes, actors, and actresses, and other pretenders followed. Tsar Nicholas II, Winston Churchill, Scott and Zelda Fitzgerald, the Rothschild, Somerset Maugham, an A-list of VIPs all decided the Côte d'Azur was the place to see and be seen. But for most Americans, it was the 1956 marriage of Prince Renier III and actress Grace Kelly from Philadelphia that elevated this principality into fairy tale, fairy tale status. They met while she was on the French Riviera filming It Takes a Thief, and bang! Suddenly we had a charming prince, a beautiful 26-year-old American actress-turned-princess, a 235-room pink palace, and chronicling that union and its offspring consumed barrels of ink over decades. In the 80s, USA Today reported that American women, when asked in a survey where they most wanted to visit, answered Monte Carlo. America watched Prince Renier and Princess Grace's daughters, Caroline and Stephanie, grow up, watched their brother, the current Prince Albert II, finally wed an Olympic swimmer from South Africa, Charlene Whitstock, now Princess Charlene, just two years ago. Well, it may shock you, but Caroline's now a 56-year-old grandmother, and while Monaco's casino is still an iconic feature of the principality, it's only a small part of commerce here. More about that in the second hour of the show. Now, you don't have to gamble to enjoy Monaco, but if you can tear yourself away from your room here at the Metro, be sure to tour the main casino, whereas where a novelist uh, at the start of the 20th century said, weak humanity of all nationalities is allured to glittering promise of wealth. And that is a Ferrari going by, if you can hear that. That's a Ferrari. Back to the casino. Its gilt Rococo ceilings are renewed and wall and ceiling murals refresh. It's actually quite stunning. In the same building is the spectacular Salle Garnier, a theater designed by French architect Charles Garnier that opened in 1879 with a performance by Sarah Bernhardt dressed as a nymph. Garnier, by the way, designed the entire Bella building that houses the casino and the theater. The Oceanographic Museum, once held by Jacques Cousteau, rises from a cliff in Monacoville. That's the upper, older part of Monaco, where Prince Albert and his wife live in that pink palace. Some rooms in the palace are open to visitors, and Monaco's Jardin Exotique, otherwise known as Exotic Garden, offers meandering walkways through some of the world's rarest fauna, all growing on a steep cliff overlooking the Mediterranean. While hotel rates rival those in cities such as London and Paris, restaurant prices are high, probably because so many of them sport Michelin stars. Celebrated chefs from Alain Ducasse to Joel, Joel Rubichon here at the Metropole turn out $60 entrees whose prices may shock you, but whose presentation and flavors will awe you. Then there's the mashup of sunbathers with bankers, models with tiny dogs and handbags, or on one occasion when I was at dinner at a restaurant here called Rampaldi, an attractive young woman in a cocktail dress dined on her lobster lasagna with a small monkey perched on her shoulder. A live monkey. I love walking out the front door of the Metropole and seeing on any given day if the Ferraris parked in the driveway outnumber the Bentleys or Porsches. I can say uh, with no firm statistics that there are more Ferraris per capita in Monaco than anywhere else in the world. And so many of Monaco's condos are empty during the off-season, they're owned by folks from other countries, about 80% of residents are foreign nationals, that it's sometimes hard to remember that this is home to about 8,000 locals. Residents of Monaco are called Monegasques, and there's still a Monegasque language, although French is the official language and English is widely spoken. 
In the 70s and 80s, in the 70s and 80s, I'm sorry, Americans were the dominant visitors, leaving aside the French, whose country surrounds Monaco, of course. But lately, that shifted dramatically. If you walk around Monaco now, as I have for the last week, you'll find a lot of Russian and Eastern Europeans. They really account for a larger proportion of visitors, whereas Americans used to hold that title. But whatever your nationality or your language, once you visit, you may want to return again and again. Stick around. I'm here at the Metropole in Monte Carlo. We'll be right back after these messages. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Did you know that our loyal sponsor, Travel Guard, is a leading provider of travel insurance plans? When you buy a plan, it comes with 24-hour travel assistance. It's a true lifeline when you're away from home. Help during travel delays, medical emergencies, and with lost or stolen baggage are just some of what Travel Guard provides. Choose from several affordable and comprehensive plans. Travel more and worry less. Visit TravelGuard.com or RudyMaxa.com. Coverage limited by the terms and condition of the policy and may not be available in all states. Underwritten by National Union and Fire Insurance Company in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Non-insurance services provided by Travel Guard Group Incorporated. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the total transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. That's 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing weight, call Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6864, extension 1. That's 866-869-6864, extension 1. Or order online at LM clinic.com that's lmclinic.com to join rudy maxa call 800-387-8025 you can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com now back to rudy maxa's world that's right Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Travel Guard, a leading provider of travel insurance plans. Whatever your travel needs, you can choose from several affordable and comprehensive plans by visiting TravelGuard.com. As they say there, travel more and worry less. TravelGuard.com. Coverage is limited by the terms and condition of the policy and may not be available in all states. Some lawyer made me say that. As I, if you just tuned in, you're listening to Rudy Max's World, America's most widely syndicated radio travel show, and you heard that this is a very special edition. We're coming to you from the Metropole Hotel, actually called the Metropole, here in, and when I say downtown Monte Carlo, I mean it is about a one-and-a-half-minute walk to the famed casino in the center of town. And I'm joined by the director of public relations for the hotel. Her name is Odile Fearman of Guillaume. 
That's right, yes. Hello, Rudy. For a guy who doesn't speak French, as this audience knows, that's difficult. Um, I know a lot about this hotel because I've been here all week and I've, I've gone through the press kit and I've walked all around. Tell me what, but you in Europe call this a palace hotel. What, what qualifies as a palace hotel? Palace Hotel is, uh, we're actually a five-star hotel. The five-star category uh, was applied uh, about three years ago in Monaco, so after France and after uh, the States. Uh, and this now means that we are the, the best quality, the highest quality in terms of standard and services in the hotel industry. So it's not necessarily dependent on the architecture? No, no, not at all. It's depending on the uh, some services, the, uh, the layout of the rooms, uh, the, the diversity of the services that we offer. Uh, and obviously, the, you know, the, whether it's the gastronomic in the restaurants or the spa uh, or the service generally and the, uh, you know, in terms of technical and, and you know, high level of uh, comfort in the terms of design, but it has nothing to do with the architecture itself. But in the case of the Metro, it could have to do with the architecture because it's stunning. I, you know, until I reread the press release, I thought this was a new property because it, it's so new. I'm, is this the original 1898 building? It, no, it has been. Uh, it has undergone uh, quite a lot of work since the original building. Uh, the building, as you see today, is uh, dates back from the uh, the late 1980s when it was bought by the current owners. But are the bones the same? I mean, are they still? Yes, the bones are the same, but the uh, the, the the facade and the whole alleyway, the entrance, was been completely redone. Ten year, nearly 10 years ago, we were about to celebrate our 10th anniversary, uh, when the hotel was completely, uh, um, uh, well, I was going to say dismantled, it's a big word, but you know, completely redone, uh, closed for over a year and reopened with a brand new interior design uh, with Joël Robuchon to do, to, you know, to oversee the food and a, a great architect, interior designer who's very famous in the hotel industry um, called Jacques Garcia. And the architect said with this entrance, which was a fabulous entrance, he wanted guests to, or anyone who was arriving to feel as if they were entering a, uh, uh, a villa in Florence. And I wanted to amend that. Uh, you can certainly do this. You, you're welcome to the suggestion if you'd like, Odile. Uh, if you're entering a villa in Florence with someone who owns like four Ferraris. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Ah. No, I mean, obviously, it's, you know, it's always nice to hear, you know, people's personal views and, you know, and judgments, obviously. But this was the idea that, you know, there was a private villa. This would be like a private villa in Florence, indeed, with mainly with the, 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 the landscape designer did a great work as well on the, uh, the, the whole tree and the plants used in the alleyway. Uh, but most of all, it was we were we meant to create like a home away from home. So you're right in the center of Monte Carlo, as you just said, you know, a few steps away from from the casino square. Uh, but yet you feel like you're you're entering, you know, as you said, a private villa and you're slightly remote from the hustle and bustle of Monte Carlo. I said at the opening of the show, which I don't think you heard, that every time I walk out in the morning, I want to see if there are more Ferraris or more Porsches or more Bentleys. It's always a race. Ferraris seem to win mostly here. It's also the fragrance as you walk in, which is to say uh, there, there's the wall is lined, aligned with um, uh, what? What kind is it? Uh, jasmine. Oh yes, the trees, the jasmine trees in the alleyway. Yes, which is uh, uh, this is like one thing that uh, that has been dead. You know, dead. You walk in, visually you're amazed, but also you have scents right from the beginning. So when you come in the alleyway, you can smell the jasmine tree like you can now in spring and summer. Uh, and then when you enter the hotel itself, you have this amber from Nepal. Uh, which is uh, the, the, scent, the signature scent of the hotel, which was created for us um, uh, when we opened the hotel, so, which you can feel. I can't, well, you can, feel, you can smell. I can't smell it anymore because I'm so used to it, <laughs> but I probably smell of it. <laughs> but it's a, it's a lovely fragrance, which 
you know, it reminds of, you know, warmth and, you know, and feeling comfortable and, and it's, it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's important to have that kind of signature side of aspects. You told me when I ran into you in the lobby the other day that uh, there was some kind of luxury, luxury service, service training. training. There, there was, was a name, name, and I saw it in the... What is that? That's right. It's called the Luxury Attitude. It's a, it's a training course that we... where people are made even more aware of what luxury means. It's not just providing great, you know, beautiful surroundings and great furniture and great restaurant. It's also about the, the attitude. So uh, it's personalized attention to the, to the guests. It's reminding, you know, your name, a guest's name when you walk in, uh, even before you introduce yourself. It's reminding, uh, it's remembering when, uh, if, you, uh, if you like to drink, uh, you know, still water or sparkling water at lunchtime, you know, the kind of little habits that you have, and which means that you know every time you'll come back, you know we'll we'll remember those things and uh, uh, and you know be able to go beyond the great service. It's always trying to you know take things further. We're talking with Odile, who's the director of public relations here at the Metropole Hotel in Monte Carlo. We're coming to you live, which is certainly a treat for me since I'm normally sitting in a studio looking at a wall. Uh, we're overlooking a pool that Karl Lagerfeld recently redesigned for the hotel. Uh, the signature chef of this hotel, who has two restaurants, one in Asian one and one of his ateliers. Is that a, a atelier? It's it's the similar concept to l'atelier. It's not called l'atelier. It's the Joël Robuchon restaurant, very Monte Carlo restaurant, very simply. But it's uh, it's very close in terms of concept to the uh, to the l'atelier. So Joël Robuchon also worked with Carl uh, Lagerfeld to design a restaurant with a fabulous luncheon menu, which I just finished eating before going on the, sh the air to do this show. By the way, if you wonder why our voices change tones now and then, it's because uh, we're switching between a microphone and a cell phone. The upload speed, I think everybody in the pool has an iPad on watching a movie, so the upload speed can vary. But uh, forgive us for that, but I know you can hear clearly because I can hear it in the headset. It sounds good. At any rate, so there's this fabulous pool here, which is just open to guests and some local members who might be a member of the spa or health club here. Uh, and then in the evening, it turns into a very sort of, well, summer time, a sexy outdoor lounge. Um, and the public is, is open, then, invited then, yes? At night, yes, definitely. It's, it's uh, open exclusively to hotel guests at lunchtime, uh, hotel guests and some spa members. And then in the evening, it, as you said, it's changed completely. The layout changes, turning into a beautiful, glamorous pool lounge with a DJ, great cocktail list, finger food by Joël Robuchon again. Uh, and it, it is open to the local guests, you know, to anyone or other people staying in other hotels who just want to come and, you know, and sit for a drink and spend the evening with us. Well, I, I noticed this 60-foot-long uh, piece of art of uh, representing part of Homer's journey. Excuse me, the, the, the Odyssey, Homer's epic from Epic's poem. But I thought the Odyssey, it looks like a fabulous Odyssey here. It's gorgeous men and women and women with grapes and wine serving guys or looking up at the heavens. I thought the Odyssey has a lot of, sort of a rough time some on the trip. Yeah, I think we forgot about that. <laughs> no, the Odyssey. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's nice. It's, uh, yeah, it was a difficult journey for, for Ulysses, Ulysses definitely, but uh, I think we, uh, yeah, Carl like The sun is always out in Monte Carlo. Yeah, this this year has been quite tricky, but definitely I'm in 1st of June today, and it seems like it's definitely here to stay, so hopefully. Um, but it's, uh, no, the whole, it started when Carl Lagerfeld redesigned the, uh, uh, the, the whole area. The, he, this was the starting point, basically, for, for the project. It was uh, the, the uh, Ulysses journey. So, uh, you know, each panel of this mural 
retraces a part of Ulysses' journey. And then after that, uh, the whole Mediterranean Greek theme was de was applied to the interior design. So this is why in the furniture you can sort of uh, uh, modern, you know, black, a lot of, of course a lot of black and white, but you know, very neutral tones, very you know, light brown and touches of blue as well. You know, reminiscent of the Greek, you know, coastline. Well, you couldn't ask for a prettier picture than what I see when I look out here. White umbrellas and, and uh, people in, uh, lying in the sun, which is not happening in my home state of Minnesota right now. hasn't happened. In... We've got a minute left. Odile, you spend a lot of time in Monaco. Obviously, you deal a lot with folks here. When you go abroad or away from Monaco, and people say, well, what's Monaco like? What kind of adjectives do you bring to bear? How do you describe this place? Well, I like to give a real image of Monaco. Uh, obviously, Monaco has built its reputation on the casino, on all the glamorous, the big cars, etc. But having been here for over 10 years now, uh, there is so much more to Monaco than that. I mean, it's a great, it has a, become a you know, fantastic uh, area. The quality of life is great, but there's also the cultural side, the restaurants in the nightlife scene, which is great. Obviously, the sports event, the Formula One, I'm sure you'll be uh, developing on this. We're going to discuss uh, some of the other economic drivers here as well as the race when we come back. Odile, thank you so much for joining me. We're coming to you live from the Hotel Metropolitan Monte Carlo. Don't touch that dial. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com. Hey folks, with summer vacation planning in full swing, have you thought about travel insurance? Our loyal sponsor, Travel Guard, offers valuable coverage that travels with you and your family. Travel Guard's available 24-7 with several plans to choose from. Covering medical emergencies and evacuations, travel delays and trip cancellations, lost luggage and more, Travel Guard's your lifeline away from home. Visit TravelGuard.com or RudyMaxa.com. Coverage limited by the terms and condition of the policy and may not be available in all states. Underwritten by National Union and Fire Insurance Company in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Non-insurance services provided by Travel Guard Group Incorporated. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing weight, call Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6864 extension 1. That's 866-869-6864 extension 1 or order online at lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Next break, I'll use it. Hey, welcome back to the show. It is 33 minutes after the hour, coming to you live from uh, the Metropole Hotel in Monte Carlo. And uh, we're sort of alternating between our normal broadcast equipment and telephone because of uh, upload speed problems here. But I hope that doesn't dissuade you from listening in because the conversation is going to be interesting. Starting with my next guest, his name is Terry, how do you pronounce it, Bootsen? Bootsen. Bootsen, Terry Bootsen. Terry Bootsen, well, right now he, he runs an aviation, he buys and sells airplanes. But in his previous life, he was a Grand Prix driver, and he raced in how many, 130? I did 164 Grand Prix in total, yeah. I won three of these. I finished fourth in the World Championship behind Senna, Prost, and Garberger, which is 
uh, was in, in the late 80s, in 1988. I was racing from 1983 to 1993 in Formula One, and after that, I did a lot of endurance races. And uh, one season, one complete season in the United States, in fact, I did the GT championship that I won in 1998 in uh, driving a Porsche for a champion team. So, in short, this is the guy we should talk to about the Monaco Grand Prix. In fact, Jeff, have you got that sound of what I heard when I checked when I came here last Sunday? Have you got that sound clip? Oh, Jeff. I don't know if you got it. You got that sound clip, Jeff? Yeah, I don't know. Here it comes. Uh, there it is. Uh, yeah. That's what it sounded like when I arrived here last Sunday. I got here with about 20 minutes to spare to find the, to, to watch the Grand Prix. Now, this is the 71st Grand Prix in Monaco. I couldn't believe it had been going on that long. I understand, Barry, that this is the most challenging of all the Grand Prix courses. I can imagine why, but let's go to the experts. It is downtown, so it is a kind of a very slow track. We are running between uh, arm cores and walls, and uh, obviously if you make a single mistake by a few centimeters, you're in the wall or you crash the car, so the, uh, the race is, is over for you. So it's a big challenge to go as fast as possible, but not to make a mistake. It's really, really challenging. And there were a couple accidents this time around. There so were two accidents. There were, there were a few accidents. There are always accidents in Monaco. I mean, you cannot have a race without any accident. We see, we see that happening in the practice or in the race. People make mistakes. I mean, it's, we are so close to the limit all the time that uh, just a little, little mistake by somebody and that's it. You know, it's very spectacular because the car spins on the track. Sometimes they have to stop the race, restart it later, which was the case this time. Uh, but that, that, that's the, the beauty of Monte Carlo. It's very, very difficult, and that's why people like it the most. Well, I'm wondering what people like it the most. How do drivers feel about it? Drivers love it because it's a big, big challenge. If you are uh, good enough to make it a successful weekend without touching the walls and being leading the, the race or qualifying very well, it's really, really uh, satisfying, satisfying. But it seemed to me that the streets are so narrow here, it seemed almost impossible to pass anyone. That, that, that if you got, There are a couple of days of qualifying, and if you are the fastest guy, you get the number one position. It seems to me it's very hard to pass. Once you're in the number one or two, three position, those guys held it during the whole race. Well, you can hold up the, the, the pack behind you, but not for very long. I mean, the, the, it is possible to overtake in Monaco. It is absolutely very, very difficult, of course, but it is possible to overtake. There are three or four spots on the racetrack where you can do that. You have to put yourself in a position to overtake, and you have to provoke a mistake from the guy in front of you uh, by, by, by chasing him, by being very, very close. He gets nervous, makes a little mistake, and you go by. But that's like on every other circuit, except that here, again, little mistake and you out. And, and I mean, I don't even know. Is is there a big pot of money to be won? Oh, the money, the prize money is the same on every race. I mean, there's no difference to be in Monaco or to be in Singapore or to be in the United States, whatever. In Formula One, the, the prize money is the same for every single race. Which is approximately, if you come in first? I have no idea. I did I did that so many years ago. <laughs> Last time I did it was 1993, so... Uh, I know it's so expensive to mount a Formula One team. Does a Formula One team ever make a profit? The teams do. Well, the good teams do make profit. Yeah, yeah sure. They, they make money. They get money from sponsors. They get prize money as well. They get uh, some of the, the television rights uh, uh, awarded to them when, they, when they're good. So it's, uh, the good teams do make money. Yeah, sure. Okay, and... Could you, what do you think when you watch the uh, Grand Prix here in Monaco? What's going through your mind, having been a veteran of this? Well, I like to 
see, I, mean, I see the technical part of it. I mean, I see how the people drive. I see how close they are going to the wall, how they use the track, how they use their tires, how they use the car. I mean, I see that very, very technically. For me, whoever wants, I mean, the, the best guy is going to win anyway. So uh, he's going to. I'm, I'm not. I, I don't have a favorite in the race, but I like to see the performance of everybody. And what kind of car do you drive? At the moment, I have a very normal car, an Audi Q7. I have kids, and I need to put the kids in there, so uh, it's it's a very standard standard car. Nothing nothing fancy. Do you miss getting in a Porsche and going around uh, 160 miles an hour? Not at all. I mean, I decided to quit racing in 1999 because um, I wanted to do something really different. And I'm so excited with what I do at the moment that uh, I don't regret at any moment what I've done in the past. I have to say goodbye, but you told me how many planes you, you, you sold your what number of planes just this week? Uh, we are in, in the in the airplane sales business and uh, at brokering airplanes. We sold the number 263 this week. That's a lot of airplanes. Uh, so in, in a bit just over 10 years of activity, that's not bad. And you're a pilot, right? I'm a pilot, too, yeah, sure, sure. Terry uh, uh, Butson is a former Grand Prix driver as well as uh, a pilot. And uh, you're listening to a show coming to you from the Metropole Hotel in Monte Carlo. I'm Rudy Maxis. Stick around. We'll be right back. We're going to talk a little ballet. Don't go away. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Hey, folks, with summer vacation planning in full swing, have you thought about travel insurance? Our loyal sponsor, Travel Guard, offers valuable coverage that travels with you and your family. Travel Guard's available 24-7 with several plans to choose from. Covering medical emergencies and evacuations, travel delays and trip cancellations, lost luggage and more, Travel Guard's your lifeline away from home. Visit TravelGuard.com or RudyMaxa.com. Coverage limited by the terms and condition of the policy and may not be available in all states. Underwritten by National Union and Fire Insurance Company in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Non-insurance services provided by Travel Guard Group Incorporated. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. That's 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing weight, call Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6864 extension 1 that's 866-869-6864 extension 1 or order online at lmclinic.com that's lmclinic.com so you need to find a plumber to replace your water heater the question is where are you going to look phone book that got tossed in the recycling bin as soon as it hit your doorstep web search not unless you feel like sorting through an endless list of search results what you need is someone to refer a local pro you can trust 
So do what Rudy Maxa does and log on to homebuild411.homeadvisor.com. Homeadvisor.com gives you free access to a network of over 85,000 background check service professionals who have the expertise to help you with all your home repair and remodeling needs. It's the fast, free, and easy way to find top-rated local pros who've been rated and reviewed by homeowners like you. That's why over 25 million homeowners have trusted homebuild411.homeadvisor.com to find the quality home improvement professionals they're looking for. It's why you can too. Don't wait to get started on your next project. Just go to homebuild411.homeadvisor.com or go to rudymaxa.com and look under sponsors. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Max's World. Just going to do the dialing. Hey, welcome back to Rudy Max's World. It's 3.43 minutes after the hour, and we're coming to you actually by phone. We're having a little upload problem here with the uh, uh, telecommunications system, but uh, I hope you've enjoyed uh, who we've talked to. You're going to enjoy this guy. I met him the other day at his studio, well, studio uh, headquarters, really. Jean-Christophe, my, well, you know what? This, let's note this, Jean-Christophe. Come a little closer because you're going to talk on the phone here. This week happens to be the 100th anniversary of the premiere of The Rite of Spring, which was uh, Stravinsky and uh, the start of, uh, well, I mean, the ballet route, the Russian ballet, as we would call it in English. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people. It's appropriate that you should be on because Jean-Christophe Mello is the director, excuse me, you're a choreographer, you want to do that first, <laughs> and then director of the Ballads du Monte Carlo, the Monte Carlo Ballet, basically. Welcome to the show. Hi, welcome. I'm very happy to be with you. Yes. I didn't know until you and I talked previously that ballet had sort of dropped off the map here until uh, the, the death of Princess Grace and her daughter, Princess Caroline, said, look, we've got to get back to ballet. But go back a little further. This was one of the first sort of Western ballets that tr- treated ballet as a discrete art form, not part of maybe an opera or so. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. When the, the, the ballet russe came to Monaco and was received by the princes of Monaco, they really create this new way of uh, putting the art form of ballet as a real performance where you will present to audience different pieces in the evening and make realize that with ballet you could actually create a complete world that will bring music, uh, uh, design, painters, uh, dancer, choreographer together. And this art form today, it still goes on by all the single companies that goes around. It was probably the first time that really dance become an art form in his really true sense of it, as the creative sense of it. And uh, since then, uh, there's a tradition in Monaco that always remember that. And then I think it was really the idea of the Princess Caroline to bring back a ballet company with his own identity that could really bring the chance to, to show around the world a kind of uh, cultural and aesthetic identity specific to Monaco through the ballet company. And it's a very valid, I hope you can hear those Ferraris roaring around this town. I told you there's more Ferraris here per capita than anywhere else in the world. So, the, you know, the, store, the car you used to go to the grocery store here. Um, you have a very international group of dancers, don't you? Yeah, uh, up to the 50 dancers, there is 29 nationality into the company. So it's really, actually, for a very simple reason. Uh, you know, it's a ballet dancer is not the most common job that you can have in, a, in, in any nation. And, you know, Monaco has 7,000 monégasques real Monega, 7,000 people out of the nation. So there's very little chance that there's a ballet dancer into that. 
So we are condemned to receive honor. And in a way, I think it's wonderful. It's a kind of a very exemplar way of what Monaco is. Monaco is a country that is condemned in the right sense of it to open its borders to other people coming from all around the world. And the ballet represents that very well. I mean, it's, uh, it's a very uh, wonderful and specific uh, group to have 28 nationalities, 28 way of seeing the world, culture, colors, all working together. What's actually, in a way, somehow specific to any ballet company, but it's very, very strong here, and it's something that is unique in the world, actually. And you said that you do tour. I know you're touring Spain, France, uh, among other countries this year, but you're going to the United States too, aren't you? Yes, we're going there pretty often. Actually, uh, we will be in, in Costa Mesa, uh, uh, in California in March, and probably in New York at the city center also in March. And it's, uh, yes, we go there very often, and I have a lot of pleasure to go to America with the company. I must say, we always say that, but that the audience in America is very, very different than Europe. There is a kind of uh, uh, a freshness, uh, a simplicity in the way that people receive the performance. And you actually can test very easily the quality of your work by being in America. I mean, I, it's, it's, in Europe, I have the feeling sometimes people go more uh, to performance like they go to church. You know, there's a kind of... Uh, high respect of what art form should be. In America, there is something more simple about it that I love. There is something that is, you know as a choreographer when you did a good or a bad piece when you go to America, because you hear the people, the way they react to the audience. If you try to be funny and they don't smile, you know you really, really missed it. I'm amazed you said that. I would think you'd have a much more sophisticated audience here, but maybe they feel much more of an obligation to go to the ballet as opposed to a pleasure or joy uh... Uh, an exciting event. Yeah, it's it, no, it's exactly it. I mean, there is there is a you know there is a kind of arrogance in the in the European way of seeing culture, who's actually understandable. I mean, many things happen and many things goes on here. But on the other side, sometimes you wish you know I I always ask myself you know what what it is to be a, an adult. I, I like in a way that in America there is a kind of. I feel like I stayed a child all my life, and I hope that I'm going to stay a child until I die. And, uh, and uh, I think we all actually are ch children, and then I sh from 20 to 50, people forces you to become adults and to be responsible. I'm not sure that it's so exciting. And then in America, there's, again, this kind of what people sometimes in Europe see it as naive. I see it as fresh. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa. I'm Rudy Maxa. We're coming to you live from uh, Monaco, Monte Carlo to be exact. Uh, nice to be here. Nice to be here. It's a gorgeous weekend. It's one week after the uh, uh, Formula One race, which I managed to get here in time to do. Um, let's see. Are we? Right, what I'd like to talk to you about for a moment are a couple of deals of the week. And let me just find my deals of the week here. Hang on with me just a second. Got my deals of the week here. I know they're here somewhere. Deals, deals, deals. Okay. Um, and we're 
We're hopefully waiting to find our next guest, who's Roy Treher, who's going to talk yachts with us. But meanwhile, you should know that uh, this is uh, something that happens once a month. It's called the U.S. Travel Association Getaways. And the deal is, for about four days and every month, they'll give you some deals. And these deals are good June 10th through the 14th. You can buy a $100 Marriott gift card for $80, a $500 one for $445, a $1,000 one for $890. But here's the deal. There's a limited amount available. It's a limited, there's a limited amount of, uh, of time you can do it, and there's a limited amount. Here's the thing. If you use an American Express branded credit card to pay an extra 10%, to pay for your uh, Marriott, I think you get an extra 10% discount. So you really get 21% off. So you pay 100, you know, you pay, what's that, 80, $79, you get a $100. We'll do a little more deals uh, in the next hour, but I just wanted to let you know about that one because I thought that was a particularly good one. R Rory Treher is... Uh, uh, is uh, an employee of Edmison Yachts. They are based in Monaco, which is the right place to be in your yacht business. And, uh, Roy, I wanted to talk to you about yachts here. How important is yachting to Monaco? Hi there, really. Um, it, it's, it's critical, really. We've, uh, we've had a business in Monaco now for uh, pushing 20 years, and um, it, it's, it's, the hub of, it's the hub of yachting in the south of France and really internationally. Um, so for us, to, uh, for us to be based there is, is critical. And what, what? I mean, is there any way to say an average price yacht in this harbor here? I know it changes all the time, but give me an idea. Um, well, we, we've got uh, we've got yachts in Monaco at the moment that are probably valued anywhere between five and in, and in excess of 100, 150 million euros today. Starting with five million euros, did you say? Yeah, the, the yachts that we have on our books today starting at around five million euros and, and upwards of 150. And five million euros is 6.5 million dollars. Exactly, yeah. These are major, major yachts. What kind of, what nationality, uh, you know, when you look at your customers, how have you seen nationalities change over the years among buyers? The Europeans and the Americans have always been our, our key demographic, uh, our key markets, and they continue to really, really be that, that way today. Obviously, Russians, um, the Russian market was very strong and uh, in the sort of mid-2000s mid uh, as that market starts to boom and continues to be strong today. I mean, what's exciting for us is that we're seeing a lot of activity uh, further afield. Um, going east, we've recently set up an office in Shanghai, uh, which is, uh, and we're getting a lot of activity through there. Um, and likewise, um, our office in Mexico and our office in Brazil uh, are seeing a real, real peak in, uh, in business compared with previous years, which is, um, you know, so, so we're, seeing, we're seeing yacht buyers coming from all over the world now. But what about those next big groups, the Indians and the Chinese? Have they taken to yachting like fish to water, if you'll pardon the analogy? Um, we, uh, the Indians are very much involved in yachting today, um, and we thought that, that, that there would be a big boom in that market. And they're, they're much more in tune with, uh, with it, the, the sort of yachting experience than, than other markets. But still, it hasn't boomed to the degree that we were, we were sort of hoping it would. Uh, same goes for, for China and, and, and those markets there. Um, the Chinese, it's, it's not really in their culture, um, so to speak, to, to spend time on the water, um, in the sun and what have you. Um, and I think they're, they're, they're not yet ready to, to be spending time on a holiday in the Mediterranean. Um, and I think until, until the infrastructure in China allows for big yachts to cruise there, or uh, contrary to that, it, you know, the, the Chinese want to cruise in the Mediterranean, then you know, I think there's gonna be, it's going to be a you know, a bit of time before that market really, really kicks in. But it's certainly a promising one for the future. 
And you mentioned when I invited you on the show that uh, there's more and more chartering going on as people sort of try it out or sort of, you know, hedge their bets as they wait to see how the economy does. Yeah, certainly. I mean, um, in previous years, we sold a, we sold a lot of yachts. Um, this year, we, we're, we're selling fewer, but we're seeing charters increased uh, quite significantly. Um, and that's, uh, that's primarily due to people being more cautious and, and um, possibly choosing not to be seen to be purchasing a, a, a large ticket item like a yacht because it's now, uh. now not really the time to be doing it. But if they can take a week charter here or two weeks there um, in, the, in the Mediterranean or in the Caribbean, then you know, they still get their fix of yachting, but they don't have the financial outlay. Rory Treyer is uh, with Edmison Yachts. The website, Rory, is Edmison, E-D-M-I-S-T-O-N, and you give me the rest of it. Just .com. That's it. Very easy. Just Edmiston.com. So if you need to charter your yacht, Rory's your man, and Monte Carlo is your principality. Rory, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks very much. We're coming to you live here from the Metropole Hotel in Monte Carlo, Monaco, sandwiched in between mountains and France and Italy, one of the most gorgeous places in the world. And we're going to explore Monaco a lot more in the next hour. So stick around. We're going to take about a six-minute break for local news and spots. Come right back to Rudy Max's World after that. If your station's leaving us, see you here next time, next weekend, same time, same station. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.